It is July 13th in the year 2021. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by NYC Demon Diva, Isa, and Alfred Kanawa. Here to talk about NXT on USA the week after Great American Bash. We, and I just want to prepare everybody, hot takes tonight, conflict off the air. We normally, you know, make small talk. It's like, oh, you know, like, the show was good. We normally, same page, not tonight. Let's start with Isa. Hot take. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I thought we had a lot of good in-ring action, but I didn't like the storylines that they're setting up. I thought there was a lot of random people coming out to call out other people that didn't make any sense whatsoever. Alfred? Uh, I enjoyed the show. Uh, there were some highs here. I thought the non-wrestling stuff with Cameron Grimes and LA Knight was phenomenal. I think that's <laughs> taking Cameron Grimes to the next level. I loved how they went off the air with uh, now a coherent feud and that you're going to get Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross moving forward. So they went off with a high as they, I think, prepared to go back to the road. Uh, and yes, there were uh, some random stuff, but I do think that we should grade NXT on a curve because a lot of this randomness was due to a lot of things outside their control, I think, because their top star, Shotzi, got called up and plucked from NXT. Tegan Knox, who literally just returned last week, got plucked from NXT. Uh, 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 Tony Storm is back. Uh, she got called up. And so NXT had to do a lot of... Okay, okay, Alfred. I'm sure really that, that, like that them three getting called up is the reason why Mandy Rose showed up, or is the reason why Bronson Reed gives no Fs about losing his title and decides he wants to fight Adam Cole now? I mean, yeah, that's the reason why, right? No. Yeah, yeah, no, so there was, some of that stuff was... made no sense. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely some bad stuff on the show, but I think yeah. Mandy Rose honestly is legit the reason that the reason she's there is because they probably called up so many people. Triple H's like, hey man, you gotta give me something. I can't just lose my three top stars and have nothing. They're like, okay, we'll give you Mandy. And so I do think that the reason Mandy Rose is on TV was because they called up so many people that they had to have her there. But you know, we'll see the story they tell. I mean, Mandy Rose came to possibly challenge Sarai. And uh, even though it does seem random, I mean, that's just how they brought her on TV and Sarai needs something. So I think they could actually have good matches. We shall see. I thought tonight surprises, but yeah, they're they're rebuilding a little bit. I mean, even losing two female talents causes them to need to, uh, I don't know, pivot, change things, yeah. different trajectories. Yeah, because it's not like NXT is like just pivoting in this direction. Vince McMahon went on a rampage last week between the ratings and between Bailey's injury, and like I don't think they foresaw having all those women just leave the territory, especially Tegan Knotts, who literally debuted. So I think a lot of this was just, we got to get back on our feet. So I'm going to give NXT the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah. I don't, I'm I'm not giving Bronson Reed the benefit of the doubt. I cannot stand when a champion loses a title and then act like it didn't matter the next day. Maybe with the women, I understand that. I still don't think that um, Cia Lim should have been the person to call out Raquel. It doesn't seem like she is ready for that quite yet. But I agree with you in, in regards to the women. That being said, the NXT women division is super stacked. So losing three of them should not do anything other than elevate a couple of other ones. And and, and they're, they're rebuilding that, you know, but I I just felt like there was a couple of things that I was like, but but why? You know what I mean? Even Champa and, mm. and Timothy like charging yeah. after Pete Dunne when they were just going for the tag titles. I, I appreciate them setting up new storylines because we had a lot of rematches right in the last In Your House. But it just felt very like, where did this come from? You know, <laughs> that that's it. I could see that. Now, uh, look, tonight was a soft reset in many ways. We had some changes yeah. in the Robert Stone brand. Yeah, uh, yeah, we had a major what could be the feud of the summer set up in the main event tonight. That was awesome, it was good. But we opened with uh, yeah, oh, we got some news to get to really quick. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm more. sorry. 
<laughs> uh, before we start out, how, uh, just a couple of news stories. Uh, Raw and SmackDown ratings are in. They're both up. They really had no chance but to be after two record low shows. Uh, with SmackDown did 1.986 million, while Raw last night did 1.609 million. Both were up. Raw was up 9.3%, while SmackDown was up 5.6%, let's say. Uh, all this from uh, my guy, Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics. So check their stuff out. Uh, how did you guys enjoy this weekend of shows? Uh, do you feel like with now, you know, we're going to get SmackDown with a live crowd, Raw with a live crowd moving forward. Do you think that's going to add momentum to these viewership numbers? I mean, um, having an audience in the show is not going to change the creative direction of the show. You know, I mean, I think it's going to hype the fans up a little bit, but you still have to change certain creative ideas. I did think they, they are putting effort in setting up new things for when the crowds come back. And they didn't really... They didn't have fast raw like I thought they would because it was the last one in the Thunderdome. Some interesting things did happen this Monday, and they were going against the home run derby, so good for them. Yeah. I think they're going to put in more effort. I think, like a lot of us, WWE has spent the last year and a half on the couch, not wearing any pants that weren't made out of flannel or a lightweight material, and now it's time to get up, they take a shower, they shave, they cut their hair, they put on their nice clothes, and they go out to, you know, to be seen. Absolutely. Is that what you did, Glenn? Well, I haven't done that yet. I did go out to dinner, though, the other night. But, fully, but you like, shaved. I did shave, yes. And I did because I, I went out to dinner, and then we had a family uh, dinner. Uh, and I was like, I had to double mask and do my thing and wear my face shield. And it was a whole to-do. <laughs> but I you did shave. Good, Glenn. I, this is like the Otis problem. It's just like <laughs> no, baby, no, no. that baby you face. more credit than that. <laughs> no, it's, it's I got to get the beard back, man. I got to get the beard back. But, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll get a haircut sometime this year. It'll be good. Uh, no, well, I think... No, go ahead. No, but I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna put their best foot forward. I think they've been sitting out some stuff, right? They've been saying yeah. next year we got we got excuses galore right now for why we're not doing this. So now with the crowd back, I think it's time for them to go out there and remind the world what they're capable of. I'm glad that you said that, Glenn, because that leads us into the next story. Uh, WrestleVotes, who really does not miss WWE Insider, tweeted out earlier today that WWE does indeed have some cool and exciting things planned. Uh, they called it a pivotal time in recent WWE history, so we should expect some ret surprise returns. Uh, me and Justin were actually talking on the Monday Night Raw pod last night about how you know WWE just has this backlog of talent from Becky Lynch, even Sasha Banks, Keith Lee, a lot of guys who they just haven't been featuring on TV because they've had really a skeleton crew for uh, Raw and especially SmackDown, and you can expect to have a lot of people uh, returning. So is there anybody, we'll start with you, Issa, anybody that you're really particularly looking forward to see coming back as the crowds open back up? Definitely Becky Lynch and definitely Brock Lesnar and his ponytail. He looks hey. so handsome. He looks hey. so handsome. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, well, he's here surprise returns, and I'm like, Adam Rose is coming back. No, I mean, I think uh, we'll see some people that we haven't seen in a while. But who knows? John Cena, I mean, obviously, is the biggest, the biggest get. Yeah. I think it'll be good. My hope is that, and I just, that's one of the things I'm very excited about in terms of the crowds returning, because I agree with you guys. Like, yes, the crowds returning, it will add a lot to WWE and their product, but it will not fix the creative. But I will like the element of not knowing who's going to show up, all these surprise returns, and between these people being gone and not being able to watch live wrestling, and the fact that some of these talents haven't been on TV, I think there's going to be some big pops in store. I just hope they pace themselves, because we've got a whole weekend of shows now between SmackDown, Money in the Bank, and Raw. I hope by Monday night we're not already burnt out on all these surprise returns yeah. coming up, and they're just you know showing people up just for the pop and not really knowing what to do with them. Mm. 
Yeah, I agree with you. And also to add to what we were talking about earlier, I will say that I feel like the wrestlers are so excited to get back in the road that they're going to be much more motivated and that's going to show in the product. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we had a very rare incident. And actually, it was the first time unprecedented we had an indie wrestler show up on both AEW and WWE programming. Kelsey Heather, who is an independent wrestler. She's one of, Lash he's one of Lashley's ladies, uh, the blonde one, I believe with the tattoos on her back. Uh, she was on WWE Raw last night for what I believe was the Lashley ladies send-off. But then she appeared on AEW Elevation, took a loss to Layla Hirsch, so she mm -hmm. became the first person to show up on both WWE and AEW on the same time in the spirit of Rick Rude, although Rick Rude had a beard on Raw and then showed up with a mustache on Nitro. So, yes, yeah, she can't grow a beard, but maybe she could have cut her hair to really stick it to WWE that she's got another job and showed up somewhere else. So uh, I wish we saw more of this. I really do miss that element of wrestlers jumping back and forth, and we might, because WWE with their contract, as you saw with Aleister Black, uh, sometimes they don't dot their T's and cross their I's or whatnot, you want to say. Right. So, um, yeah, this is really uh, interesting news here. I thought the best part of it is that she really wasn't at either one because they were both pre-taped. So who knows where she actually was at oh, last yeah. night? <laughs> Doing an indie day. Counting her money is where she was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. There you go. Final news story, and a congratulations to Matt and Rebby Hardy, who have had their fourth child, their first daughter. They welcomed Ever Evie Moore Harvey Hardy on <laughs> Just pull the mic out of me. Ever Evie Moore Hardy on July 11th. Uh, she's been born. She's healthy. She's happy. Born at 5.18 p.m. Uh, mm -hmm. And so that's the first uh, girl in the uh, Hardy family. That uh, family continues to grow. And it's really exciting news there. And I do believe, I don't. I, I grew up in a small town where if you were born on 7-Eleven, they would give you a free Slurpee. So I don't know if this works at other 7-Elevens, but that's something that they should try, that you show them the idea and it can give you a free Slurpee. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a fake ID. I'm just gonna. Oh my god, no! <laughs> Life hack, everybody. As a what child, okay. So I'll admit this. Uh, when my friends were getting fake IDs, I was like, I'll get 365, and then I could eat it at Denny's every day and say it's my birthday, and I can eat free every day. <laughs> I love it. Then you can feed yourself, save money on groceries. Absolutely, man. But those fake IDs not cheap. Oh, not no. cheap. I mean, no. Yeah, well, you what you save on, on food. It's I true. Mean, it does yeah. pay for itself, really, after all. It's, it's a good investment. investment. <laughs> Very valid. Very valid. So there we have it. That's the news. Uh, tonight, the reboot, the randomness that was NXT. Dakota Kai versus Ember Moon starting the show. Ember Moon solo. So interesting seeing her with entrance music of her own again. Uh, coming out there. Uh, this is against Dakota Kai. Dakota... See, I thought they were going to do something with Dakota and Tegan again. So Tegan Knox being gone. Shotzi being gone. Um... And of course, uh, Gonzalez was there with Dakota at ringside. Uh, but Dakota Kai getting the win here, which is, I was really hoping this was the start of an Ember push. But uh, Issa, what did you think of this match? I thought the in ring of this match was really, really good. Um, sometimes I forget how good Dakota is because she, she doesn't wrestle singles a lot anymore. You know, she's always in the tag team. Um, it was good to see Ember. Once again, I, I thought that it was going to be a push for Ember as well, but she ended up losing the match. But it was a fun match um, overall. I really enjoy seeing them. They have good chemistry. Again, they fought each other so many times in the tag team version of themselves that I expect them to have this kind of chemistry in the ring. Alfred? 
Yeah, I just thought these women went in there and they were just determined to have a good match, and they did. I thought it was good. I just feel bad for Ember Moon, man. You talk about no woman's land in that she had this tag team partner where they were in the thick of this tag team division, and now she's just a woman without a country, it seems, that not only did she not have her partner, but she lost very clean and unceremoniously, and I just don't know where she goes from here. She is lucky that this division is kind of cleared up. Uh, so maybe she'll have a future opportunity, but she just lost to Raquel Gonzalez. So I think she's just going to kind of uh, be floating for a little bit, which is unfortunate. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I thought this was a really good match. Hot start to the show. <sighs> yeah, I just hope for Ember. I hope they uh, come up with something else good for her mm-hmm. going forward. Uh, and then even after this, see, you would think maybe Ember is going to challenge Raquel, but no, uh, ZLE comes out, marches to the ring, steps right up to Gonzalez. So uh, they're setting this up for the NXT women's title. Yeah, I'm with uh, I'm with Issa in that this is very random. I I, I do, but it, watching this, all I could think is that NXT right now is gun-shy and that they're like, well, if they're just going to take our women, we got to get all these big matches out of the way as fast as possible because Zaya was on a very slow build to maybe possibly challenging Raquel to where this could be like a clash of the titans around SummerSlam, but they're just really just kind of rushing this through. Yeah, I didn't think it's her time yet. You know what I mean? So I was very, very, I don't know. I, I was thrown back and, and surprised. I guess you should give them credit for the element of surprise. I would have been the last person I would tell you I would feel is, you know, taking on Raquel next. Um, yeah. I mean, I, we all know she had that feud with um, Mercedes and she's hurt. We don't know how long she's hurt, what, you know, what's going on there. So they're moving her on to a different story. Mm. Yeah, I guess, I guess, I just don't think she's there yet. I think it's too soon. Well, piggybacking on that point, Justin Lopez, 499, saying it's too soon for these two to face off. But I think Zaya is taking Shotzi's spot now that she's on SmackDown. It did yeah. seem like Shotzi was going to get – I didn't think she was going to win, but I did think Shotzi was going to get a title shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I think she would have. I think this is exactly what's going on because you would figure that Shotzi would be in Ember Moon's corner – and Shotzi would be the one who would get in Raquel Gonzalez's face yeah. after she beat her partner. So this is essentially, I mean, Zaya didn't even show up with her crew. She just showed up by herself. And I absolutely agree with that, that this was going to be Shotzi, but, you know, Shotzi went to SmackDown. And I think that's the thing. That the reason, let me just be clear, the reason I thought Shotzi wouldn't win is that I thought she was just main roster bound. Like she's, yeah. and I mean, this happened, like, this was a no-brainer. She's got a great look, got a great larger than life personality. I wonder if Ember was offered the opportunity and didn't want to go back to the main roster. I'd be curious to very much know the behind the scenes story there. Yeah. 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 Who knows? Um, I don't think that's, I don't think you get offered the main roster. I think Vince says you get your ass into the performance center on Tuesday or whatnot, but uh, uh, who knows? I, I think she, I think uh, Shotzi would have actually lost that match. I think she would have gone yeah. in as a big underdog and Raquel's just going to be this dominant champion until further notice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I wonder the same thing, Glenn. Just because Ember has main roster experience and the and the fans know her, I thought she would be like number one choice when they had to start pulling people from NXT. So I was shocked that she wasn't it. But like you guys said, I think Chelsea is a main roster. Her presentation screams main roster. So I'm Absolutely. happy to see her there. And I'm surprised. The more I think about, it, I'm surprised they didn't hold her debut a week because I think in front of a live crowd with the tank, I think that would have gotten a pop. Yeah. She better get a big tank for SummerSlam or Mania next yeah, year. Yeah, like a real tank. I mean, like a I mean they have tank somewhere. somewhere. They just have to revamp yeah, it absolutely. up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's talk about this now. I think everybody's high point of the evening. Forget the wrestling. Uh, let's talk about LA Knight and his new butler, yeah. Grimes. <laughs> Alfred, uh, 
What did you love about this? This Everything. I thought this is so funny. Uh, LA Knight, you know, he's not going to be remembered for his wrestling. His wrestling is what it is. But this is where he shines, I think, um, in that non-wrestling kind of entertainment type segments. And I thought Cameron Grimes was brilliant in these. I thought this is exactly what this dynamic should be in that even though LA Knight did get the better of Cameron Grimes, the babyface, now you get to see the babyface kind of one up in like a Bugs Bunny type fashion. So right. I just thought the production of this was very good and that you get that great overhead shot of this big lawn that he had to mow and, and how they paid that off. I just, I watched these entire segments with a big smile on my face and I think this is going to take Cameron Grimes to the next level. Yeah, me too. I really, really love how every time, um, LA Knight thought he was doing something to really aggravate or to stick it up to Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes was just the complete opposite. Like, he loved the haircut. He loved the new look. You know, it was so yeah. funny the way that he was acting. When he was like, you're not using the right anymore. You're using this push more. And he was like, oh, it's okay. I did that when I was young. And I'm like, oh, my God. It was gold. It was gold. It was it was a lot of fun. And I hope we get a lot more of this because I couldn't get enough. I wanted the whole show to be this. Yeah. And the kid- the kid Noah that he paid to, to mow the lawn for even him like smashing uh, uh, LA Knight in the shins. Like that was funny. So good. This was so good. This 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 is better than wrestling. Yes, they should have just done the entire show. And then then maybe should, they should have like a mansion match, although they won't do it now that they're going back to the crowds. But man, a mansion match would be a over. mansion match. That's I would love good, that actually. Yeah. Good cinematic yeah. match. And Cameron yeah. Grimes paying above the average wage for for gardeners. That's amazing. Like he was gonna pay this kid six hundred dollars. You know, uh okay, <laughs> let's put this there. Uh, Baron Corbin needs needs a side hustle. I oh, think I Baron it. Corbin should be uh Cameron no. Grimes task rabbit. No, you know if Baron Corbin is gonna show up there, he needs to be stealing the stuff from inside the mansion. No, he'll be embezzling from Cameron Grimes while he's right. working for him. <laughs> That would be such great storyline continuity, though, if they did use Baron Corbin being broke and now he has to go help Cameron Grimes. I would actually like that. I will say completely off topic, but I thought the way that Baron Corbin tweeted today that because he needs a side job is the only reason why he's agreeing to do cameo was genius. I'm like, all right, way to stay in character. (laughs) He's like, I need money, so I'm going to do these cameos. (laughs) I was watching that thing, and it's like, this guy is one of the biggest heels WWE has had this generation, and I think this quote-unquote happy Corbin character is going to get over as a babyface because he's really committing. He's growing out of stuff. You have no choice but to feel sorry for him. I think he's getting over as a babyface. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm tweeting this now. I'm tweeting it at Baron. Like, buddy, I got your gig. Finding your work. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this was so good tonight. Yeah. So good. Uh, I love this segment. If you don't watch tonight's show, go back and watch these. This is what NXT... This, this, I was going to say what they do so well. This was th- probably the best... This is probably the best comedy segment on NXT not involving Brazongo. Yeah, you can say that. Yeah, it was very good. Oh, poor Brazongo. They did have some pretty good ones. And you know what? They did some stuff tonight with uh, Indy that I thought was pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Also, LA Knight brought Maestros to cut um, his beard and and, and trim his hair. Like, he didn't bring just any barber. He brought the professionals. So these guys are... Are treating everybody like millionaires. I respect that. Yeah, I mean, man, talk about paying a living wage. (laughs) (laughs) You know, who knew? Uh, And we had to go between the segment Tyler Russ versus Bobby Fish. Okay, uh, Alfred Diamond Mine, where are you at with this? How are you feeling about Bivens' promo in this match? Yeah, I 
it's okay. I, I like the idea of a pro wrestling fight camp. That's uh, pretty cool and legit. Uh, just it did nothing for me. And it's like the promo before, I guess Hideki Suzuki is a coach and uh, Roderick Strong is a fighter and Tyler Rust is a prospect. And then Bobby Fish, the babyface, loses to the prospect. So I have no interest in whatever it is they're going to do. I know they're going to have this tag team match, but you've lost my interest now in terms of Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong, which they're kind of tying back to their Undisputed Era days. But, I mean, take it or leave it for this, for me. Lisa? I think their hoodies are cool. That's about it. As <laughs> of <laughs> okay. right now, that's where I'm at with them. I, I look at the at the gear and I'm like, well, they have a good presentation. Visually. Yeah, visually. <laughs> no, I feel like this has been a swing and a miss. You know, yeah. I mean the idea there was a lot of hype. I think having Malcolm Bimmons as a mouthpiece is great, but this just isn't just isn't popping, you know. It's funny, though, when you talk about Fight Camp, Alfred, I was thinking, like, oh, they should have a gimmick where it's like Fight Camp, but it's like when, you know, uh, middle-aged uh, uh, men go to rock and roll camp. And it should be <laughs> Fight Camp where they go and they, like, pretend to be wrestlers and they're going and doing, like, terrible basic moves and, like, getting souvenir photos taken, you know, like having videos of the match. I don't know. Yeah, that could work. You think that would – and that could get over ironically, but I don't think that, that – No, probably not. But that's part of it, though, right? So, like, and this is kind of the thing. Like, look at NXT – I'm telling you, like the story, they're they're a great example of this, how story surpasses everything. You know, story when you have great story and fantastic wrestling, that's that's the goal, right? We always want to get that, but you can't have great wrestling with kind of like eh, characters and no no heat in the story. Yes. Yeah. It's, a, exactly. it's it goes together. It's a 50-50. You have to connect emotionally and and, and yeah, no, I, yeah. I get what you're saying. I'll because I'm 70 30 or or a 60 40, some of the greatest stars in this business. Mm -hmm. We're not the greatest workers. Let's just put it that way. I mean, I got my first thing that got me into wrestling was the Ultimate Warrior, and I mean, he's probably one of the worst. In Jim Ross's words, I've never seen anybody with less talent or ability than the Ultimate Warrior. Is what Jim Ross said. But he was a huge star because of the characters. So I mean, if they could find these characters, like I thought, the best stuff on the show was character driven. Yeah, and it often is. It really, really is. Um, and it's funny, I was just thinking about it. I was like, oh, if it's just all athletic ability and no story, well, that's what they call sports. You know, and that's fine if, if you're exactly. one of those people that likes to watch, you know, your unscripted, not predetermined entertainment. But for me, I want comic books and a stunt show. That's what right. I'm looking for in my sporting entertainment. See, I uh, love that you brought that up because I've always told people I'm a big MMA UFC fan. And I said, I watch that for fighting and I watch wrestling yeah. to be entertained. It's a whole two different. When I want to watch some real fighting, I'm going tuning on Saturdays and watch UFC. So I feel like the character and storyline plays a big part of why we watch wrestling. And let me yeah. give you an example of this. It's like baseball. There's like one story maybe every 10 years that gets people really into baseball for a hot minute because they play like 200 games a year. Um, things happen very slowly. Even for an ardent fan, you're not thinking about beating the traffic by the end of that sixth inning. Um, you know, but that's the thing. It's when someone gets on a hot streak or they're on a losing streak and they come back uh, or, you know, an owner dies and his like much younger wife decides she's going to run the team into the ground to try and move itself <laughs> for a franchise. It gets a bunch of misfit players, but they come together and they play excellently and they take them to the championships. This, then yes, people are interested in baseball, but uh, other times no. Yeah, Man, I will season ticket holder. I'm a Yankee season ticket holder, and I will sit there 86 times a year and never get tired of it the entire game. I'm just but, letting you know. But are you one of the people? Because <laughs> my dad was one of these guys. My dad would fill out the stats and the souvenir oh, yeah. throughout the game. Yeah, yeah, I can do that too. <laughs> you can do that, or you do do that because I like, do it. when I go with my dad, I do it. Not every game, but where okay. I go with my dad, we do it. 
Because there are scoreboards that show you these stats right there on the screen. It's not the same. Then you're not paying attention. Yeah. It makes you pay attention to every pitch, every every at-bat. It's awesome. And I'm a sport as a sports guy who absolutely loves like a, a lot, especially football. Like entertainment is very much part of it, even though it's real. The teams that get on Monday Night Football are in the matchups are storyline driven. Like whenever Tom Brady faces the Patriots, that's going to be on national television right. because that's storyline driven. You know, a, a lot of these top teams, uh, story uh, teams with characters on them who people can't take their eyes off of. Those are the teams that get nationally televised. So even though it is real competition, there is a television element to a lot of sports too. And I'll give you the best example, the most over-professional sports team in history, the 1985 Chicago Bears. Oh, God. As a Packers guy, <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Uh, wow. I mean, the Packers have a song called the Super Bowl Shuffle, the top of the charts. I love the Super Bowl Shuffle. Everybody loves the Super Bowl Shuffle. No. <laughs> it was one good year for the Chicago Bears. Haven't been back since. Oh, they did go back. Then they lost to the Colts in 2006. That's right. <laughs> I, love, I love how Glenn is just hitting us in the field tonight. First, he tries to take a shot at baseball and not football. <laughs> Even my beloved Packers. My God, my blood pressure is going up. I play as the Packers when I play Madden or like 2K football. Like the Packers were my team, mostly because I like their uniforms the best. I like looking at them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, come on. Super Bowl shuffle. Like McMahon, so over the fridge. Like everybody knew, people knew multiple players' names on that team. That's how over they were. Yes. Coach, it was huge. Huge. That's actually a very good uh, example, Glenn. It's actually spot on in terms of an entertainment team. Yeah, it becomes a cultural moment and touchstone. Oh, They're it not does. There to start no trouble. It does. It, does. Mm-hmm. it changes everything, and, and that's the thing. You always want a little entertainment, even in your real sports. Look at that. Absolutely. Can I just share something? Uh, Justin Lopez is on the chat. Brady versus Bucks is October 4th on Sunday Night Football. So, you know, national television. It's going to be a great event. <laughs> uh, so, backstage tonight, what do you think? Samoa Joe giving a little pep talk to Karrion Cross and Johnny Gargano, like, first and foremost, take care of yourself, like, watch yourself out there. Like, a little more big fight feel than mm-hmm. we normally get. Exactly. Yeah, it was great. I thought it was it was a nice touch for him to do that, just to remind everybody. And, and they, they started setting up that tension between him and Cross right then and there, so... Yes. And under the mat radio, I have played football games since 2K football, but come on, 2K football was the best. So <laughs> much I, love, I saw that comment too, and I, and I, and I laughed inside because I'm like, yeah, it hasn't been 2K football in a long time. <laughs> I'm on Madden 2006 edition. I'm on like the bonus content on the deluxe one there because uh, they put the G- G4 icons special. That was like one of those talking heads on for like the 10th anniversary of Madden. They put it on that game. Never seen a copy though. Like the one video game I'm actually in from all my years of video game journalism, I don't actually own a copy of that. Madden 04 was uh, fun, but uh, Michael Vick is probably the most OP player in history where like he just runs at a million miles per hour and and it's a lot of fun to play as Michael Vick. Not a lot of fun to play against him. Hmm. A lot of broken controllers in my home because of Michael Vick. (sighs) My Xbox controller, speaking of which. You Xbox, PS4? PS4? Xbox? Xbox One. PlayStation for life. I'm getting the drift yeah, on my controller. Person. Thank you very much. I'm getting drift on my played. controller. I'm getting forward drift. I got to get a new controller. I got to get in clean it with like rubbing. You can get a new system. Soon, soon. <laughs> I'm playing Fortnite lately, and then Red Dead uh, Online came out with an update today, so I'm very excited about that. All of this more interesting than the Diamond Mine storyline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay. terrible. Terrible. They man, they really, 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 really hype that up. Yeah. 
the mistake started the second they announced they were debuting. They should have just let them run out that night without announcing they were debuting that night. It was almost like they were set up for failure. Gigi Dolan versus Sarai tonight. Okay, was it me or was Gigi Dolan, who I think has a fantastic look, uh, I thought her promo was good. She was almost talking in a sing-songy sort of way, like the rhythm reminded me of Gold Dust. Yeah, I, I completely agree with how her voice was, like it was It was very distracting. Wait, Alfred, talking. can you say that again? <laughs> That's for the rest of this podcast, by the way. I'm, all my takes are going to be, well, I think that was pretty good with the Karen Cross. That's like how she talked. I, I used to crack people in, in high school, you know, and be like, you know. Call your buddies, pretend you were a girl. Like, I have a crush on you, but I'm too afraid to tell you. And that's like your sexy lady voice. Alfred, I want you on one of my streams, but you can only do that voice. Please. Yeah, you need to start doing reaction videos in that voice. Well, it'll be an alter ego of mine, all right? Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the best. But, yeah, she does talk in a weird tone. She does. We all noticed that, I think. Yeah. Look, you mean uh, he left. Oh. No, he's there. I don't know what's yes. going on. I'm here. Back. I was just uh, closing the door. <laughs> ah, <that's fast. laughs> uh, so, but Sarai got the win here. Um, but yeah, Mandy Rose coming out. Like, what's what's Mandy Rose doing there? Like, she what's she been up go to? Here. I know. <laughs> what's she been up to? Was she, was she on Raw most recently? Yes, recently? she's on yeah. a storyline in a tag team. The only other tag team in the main roster, which is Alfred, why I said even if they ask for somebody in exchange, it doesn't make sense to break up the only other tag team outside of Tamina and Natalia. It was weird. It was random. Then Frankie Monet also came. Like, I don't yeah. even understand what is going on here. Everybody was coming out, and that's what I meant. I Like, while I understand that you got stripped of some of your people that were in major storylines, don't make it look like you're desperate trying to put pieces together because that's very main roster and I don't expect that from NXT, right? The main roster does this thing where you're like, well, let's just throw this person out there. NXT is not that way. And that's why I was slightly disappointed with this. Like, why is Mandy Rose here? Why? They never explained it. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a promo coming and I, it, it's, it does suck that they've now broken up this tag team to go over there. But I think they're actually doing a favor to Mandy and Dana because everything they did with Mandy and Dana was, I thought, bad. I don't think uh, they gelled well as a tag team. And I just didn't like uh, how they booked them because uh, they didn't really take them seriously as contenders. Uh, but with with uh, I will defend Frankie Monet coming out. They have been kind of teasing that she's going to undercut Robert Stone. That has been in the works in terms of her stealing his talent, and that does seem like where this is going. But yes, it was very random. But it, it did kind of open my eyes and like, oh wow, Mandy Rose of all people. Um, who knows where they're yeah. going to go with this? Um, yeah, uh, but, really good know. match with Natty. Remember on the exactly. show of what's it, Helena Cell? Yeah, she had a really good match. So maybe she comes down to NXT and really finishes the finishing touches because she obviously has been working in her in-ring skills. Um, she will have more people to kind of practice, you know, with in NXT than she would in the main roster when she's not even getting any matches right now. So yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. He's like, that's what I was thinking about in terms of her and Sarai. I'm sure people will roll their eyes, but if they just take her down to NXT and she gets to just wrestle with Sarai with somebody who's really good, I think they could have really good matches. Yeah. Yeah. And I also thought this was, um, no, I'm sorry, I'm jumping the gun because we're not talking about that yet. We're still in Sarai. I was. Well, <laughs> let's talk about why don't you both talk uh, about the. Uh, match that we had from Dexter Loomis versus Santos Escobar tonight. Well, I go get oh, some Pepto Bismol because I done ate too much takeout before 
this. I'll be back while you two talk amongst yourselves. Oh my god! Got <laughs> the Mongolian tofu over there. Uh, I thought um, no, I thought it was a fine match. Were we talking about uh, Sarai and Joel Dolan or or the next match? No, the, um, Dexter Loomis oh, and Santos Escobar. I thought that was so much fun. The in ring of that was so good. It's almost like showcasing. I don't know. I see Dexter Loomis still as kind of like the future where Santos Escobar. I feel like he's taken. I don't know, like a little bit of a dip, right? Like yeah. I, I remember him a few months ago. He was like challenging Karrion Cross, and now it just feels like I don't know what happened. He lost too many times, I guess. And in NXT, it feels like um, wins and losses do matter because a person's status can go down very easily. Yeah, I watched this match, and which I did think was a good match. And the fact that Santos Escobar won made me very happy. And I thought to myself that maybe this is them heating him up for a world title run as they prepare for possibly carrying Cross to move on, uh, which is, if you looked at how it ended tonight, it doesn't seem like that's happening. And then when you saw how this segment ended, it looks like they're going with Hit Row, which is kind of a heel versus heel thing. And, and not like one of the teams is going babyface. These are two very aggressive uh, heels, and I'm sure they could have good matches and whatnot. I just, uh, you know, you talk about the randomness on the show i found this to be quite random in terms of santos escobar and these are two of my favorite acts in nxt uh, but i just yeah. don't know if they should be going head to head no and i'm sure they'll make it a fun few right hit row and and santos escobar and his group but again i thought hit row will try to go for the tag titles because they yeah. kind of hinted at it in their you know in their rap segment last week it just uh, that felt random as well but i'm not I, as long as i get to see Hit row, I'm not going to be mad. And this is going to be a lot of fun if they do like three on three or whatever it is that they end up doing. Yeah. But yes, it felt random, very random. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I just, I want Hit Row to be having like, I want all Hit Row and Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes needs to join, Cameron Grimes needs to hire Hit Row to play his birthday party. Oh my you know, God. We, <laughs> Yes. Can you imagine they do a cipher with all these children there and just and it's like uncensored? That'd be so great. <laughs> and then Cameron Grimes comes out, but the twist has got to be that Cameron Grimes actually can rap. It can't be one of those things like look how corny he is. Like you yeah. just come out there and everyone's just like, what the hell? He just comes out and just shuts it down. He's got better bars than everybody. Oh my god, I would love that actually. <laughs> I'm sure they can help him out and teach him so he can like have a really good moment in the segment. Why are we booking segments that are never gonna happen? I can see it all now. That's such a good idea. They, they hit row at a birthday party. Sounds like such a great idea. I know. Uh, but that's the thing again, character, character, character. Good feuds require good characters. Uh, like we just need more. We need more of this. More larger than life personalities. But Santos getting the win there. What's next for Dexter Loomis? That's the question everyone should be asking. Oh, you know what's next. Do I? What's, what's yeah? Next? We saw India oh, Hartwell yeah. in reverse of her carrying. This is great. Oh, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> she carried him out of the ring, and I know she fell, but I mean, oh, what's that? I meant like what's next feud wise, not like what's oh. going on. Oh, okay, you know, oh, after yeah. the show. <laughs> They're really building to that kiss between India and Dexter, which I think is going to get. It. If you saw how people reacted to those two tonight, I think that kiss is going to get a big pop. I know. I love the segment earlier on when even Beth Phoenix is like trying to give her advice to go for the kiss. You know, like I love how invested everybody is into this. And I was waiting for the kiss. Even I think even Damian Priest was tweeting about it. Like, you got to be faster than that. Indy. Like everybody is so into this. It needs to happen. I love how, how much they're building it up. <laughs> Man, so we're getting another Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole match, aren't we? Most likely. Looks like it. What was that with Kyle O'Reilly? That was a nothing. That didn't need to be on the show. Oh, 
That could have been more time for Cameron Grimes. Or that's what I'm saying. That's my best thought when that was over. I was like, that could have just been another Cameron Grimes thing. Like, they don't miss with that. Why do they have this on the show? He contradicted himself like five times in that short promo slash interview. Like, I didn't understand. Even, even they even said, so you do need Adam Cole. You don't need Adam Cole. Because, like, yeah. what he was saying made no sense. You know, and he's like, oh, well, losing is okay, but I got to get revenge. And I'm like, okay, make up your mind. Do you need Adam Cole? Do you not? Are you okay with losing? Are you not? Like, I was so confused by this whole thing. It was not a good idea or a good segment overall. So let's talk about breakout tournament round one, Duke Hudson versus Ikemen Hero. Uh, what did you think of this match, Isa? I really like Hero and he lost, so I'm really sad about that. I love his style. He's such a star. He's a character. He has like a little bit of a star factor to him, and then he lost. I was sad about it. You were right, Alfred. The Blazer sold me. I was like, I oh, love yeah. this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny because he was my pick to win it all. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say this, though. Uh, Wrestling-wise, to me, this was the best thing on the show. You know, we're talking yeah. about characters and stuff like that. A big problem in NXT and WWE throughout is we don't know who to cheer for. We don't know who the baby faces are. There's a little bit too much fight forever. Both these guys, in, in emphasis on the wrestling, this right. was a big charismatic heel against a small charismatic baby face and that crowd knew instantly to get behind that baby face. They were all behind Ikemenjiro and when he lost, and I thought that Stu Hudson was just, that promo he cut was was great. Yeah. I thought he looked fine in the ring. It's one of those guys where with Vince on this rampage, they better hide that guy from Vince McMahon if they have plans for him to win because this is the type of guy that I, I could see Vince snapping up real quick. But I loved everything about this match. Uh, I thought it was just your regular pro wrestling match with a baby face and a heel and I need more of this. I just wish I would have known how to face off first. Yeah. Maybe yeah. later on in the tournament. You know what I mean? Like build the bracket differently because I felt both of the guys were really good and I would have liked to see a little bit more of both of them. Yes. Yeah. Ikeman did not feel like first round. No. Out no. Of material. Yeah. I mean, they insert him in a storyline right away and that's why they don't want him to continue oh, with the breakout tournament. Maybe that's it. I hope they have something for this guy. There is something with this guy in terms of just how he's able to connect. He had people vote on what blazer he should wear. And I think this guy is great. I love Ikemenjiro. Yeah, me yeah. too. I, I absolutely love I loved him from the second they introduced them in, on the screen. Like, yeah, there was a couple of big guys, but he's the one who really caught my eye that day. And tonight he did it again. I'm like, this guy, there's something special about him. Hopefully they'll put him right in a good storyline. And he's actually a great uh, example. We talk about this with the women a lot, like looking like a character, looking mm -hmm. like a standout. I always use the fighting game logic. Who's the fighter when you're on the player select screen where you go, that guy or girl looks the coolest. That's who I want to battle Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I think one of the reasons he does stand out is because it's kind of a microcosm of what they did with Daniel Bryan is that he's a little man in this tournament, which has become the land of the Giants. So he will stand out as a every man, even more so because he's a little guy and it's easier to connect. I think what NXT went wrong is they kind of leaned in too much to having everybody has to be a Daniel Bryan. So now nobody's special. Daniel Bryan got special because he was in the land of the Giants. So he was an underdog. And you're not you can't be an underdog where everybody is five foot four. Right. Second Street Fighter, who wants to play as Ken? Ken's like the most generic looking dude ever in a fight. I love Ken. He had the fire uppercut. Come on. There, there's no yeah, mess so with right. fire uppercut. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, same moveset. You could play a cooler character doing yeah, it. Yeah, Ryu was cooler. Yeah, Ryu. I, I've been saying Ryu since like Me 1990. Too. And then like, you're right. Recently I found out it was Ryu and I was like, what the hell? 
blowing yeah, my, my mind. My brother was is a huge gamer, and I said Ryu. You would have thought I said a racial slur. He's like, that's not how you say that name. <laughs> <laughs> what I really hate are the assholes that play as Blanca and just spam the electricity oh. the entire time. E Honda too. E Honda's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh my God. Uh, Lee, man. Chung Lee for life. Uh, so this backstage confrontation, we had Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan. Tommaso Ciampa ran and attacked. Who knows? Who knows Why where did this they is attack them? Why? Yeah. Why? See? See what I mean, Alfred? I'm turning you around. There was a lot of randomness <laughs> on tonight's episode. And it was just like, when you're just sitting there like, okay, that's cool. But why? Like, what was that all about? You know, Pete Dunne is cutting a promo on Johnny Gargano and or or Karrion Cross. He's talking about singles matches. And these two dudes come like, no, you're going to be an attack team because we say so. Like, okay. <laughs> they did not come off as a baby faces here. It's like, this this man is minding his own business. What are you guys doing here? And the sneak attack, too. And for these guys, I guess they'll be the baby faces in this feud. But they did not come off as baby faces. Yeah. yeah. And then we had Aaliyah and Jesse Camilla versus Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro. Um, man, I mean, so Casey and Caden got the win, but then Aaliyah on Robert Stone after attacking him, having words. Probably her biggest moment in NXT, and she was loving it too. The crowd loved that moment. Good for her. I was so happy for her because I feel like she's been there forever, but she's never had a moment where everybody's chanting her name and cheering her on. That was awesome. Good for her. Yeah, this, and, and this kind of speaks to the... the uh, connection that Robert Stone seems to have because these people were all for her beating the crap out of him. It was funny because she's supposed to be mad and she's supposed to be just at her wits end, right? And frustrated. And she did a great job looking like yeah. this off. But she couldn't help but just melt when these people started cheering. She just, as she was walking, like, oh my God, they like me. They really like me. Or she's she supposed to be mad, kitchen. but it was really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was such a cool moment for her because you know we all we all know she's been there forever. We saw her in Ever. breaking ground years ago, you yeah. know, and she's still there. And listen, I, I don't have a problem with that. Like some of the guys are there too that have been there forever, but it was cool to finally see her get a big moment in NXT because she always just feels like the jobber that comes out to lose a match to someone. So it was it was it was really cool. It warmed my heart. <laughs> Is she then, the only person who wasn't uh, called up between the breaking ground people? Because I think everybody on that show was called up everybody else got called up yeah 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 adam rose big Cass, Corbin, carmella bailey yeah hmm. wow um so we had oh i'm thinking the e60 special was adam rose Cass, and xavier woods oh yeah right? that, that was a really good one it was really but that was basically breaking ground it was the same thing yeah yeah um, but then uh, Frankie Monet comes out and she's there for Jesse Camilla. So is Robert Stone getting called up to the main roster? I don't think so. I think they're just, I think what they're going to do is he's just going to be a, like a neutered manager. Like he's going to have no power. Nobody's going to listen to him. He's just going to kind of sulk behind, you know, these empowered women, uh, which is going to be Frankie Monet. I think they're going to have Mandy Rose join and maybe there's going to be a power struggle there, oh. but we'll see. Interesting. I really thought Frankie Monet was on a championship track given Me her too. introduction. Me too. Yeah, she should get the shot before Zia Lee, I think. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is kind of a detour. I wonder, I don't know. I mean, I know, look, she's going to be there for a while. Like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But to me, Maybe with not. her introduction, she screamed like top tier NXT talent. Yeah, she should. The focus should be on the wrestling. And I think they're like going to make her like a pseudo manager in some respects, which I hope that's not what they're doing. Yeah, she's really good in the ring. 
Um, so you could argue that she could have gone straight to the main roster. Should have. Should have. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So I fear what's going on here because I thought they were just going to give her a couple of wins to build up her winning record and then take her straight to the title picture or to a singles feud with EO or something more important than this. But we'll see where they go with it because we still don't really know what's going on here. Yeah. An all-women uh, faction wouldn't I wouldn't hate it either. So It's true. Adam Cole came back gave a response to Kyle O'Reilly tonight, but then interrupted by Bronson Reed. Why? I was very surprised to see Bronson Reed. We, I think we all assumed that he's going to the main roster. It makes less sense that he lost that NXT North American title now, although I am happy that Swerve Scott has it. Uh, it seems like he's overstayed his welcome now. I expected him to be on the main roster, but clearly he's sticking around. Yeah, and for somebody that they made such a huge deal about how it took so many years to be validated with a title, he doesn't care, and now he just wants to fight Adam Cole. It makes no sense. Are they going to put on a great match? Yeah, but we're not arguing that the wrestling was bad tonight. I felt the in-ring tonight was amazing. It's just the storylines. Like, this makes no sense to me. Like, you really just... I wish Adam Cole would have grabbed the mic and said, what are you doing here? Shouldn't you be chasing after your title? Like, I yeah. really wish Adam Cole would have been like, no, you know, and... But whatever, whatever. It's going to be a great match, probably a fun field, but it doesn't make sense that you're already over your title without even caring about, you know, losing it. I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, and then we had the NXT title match in the main event tonight. Johnny Gargano taking on Karrion Cross. Um, were you surprised, Alfred, how competitive this match was? Yes. I mean... This guy murdered Johnny Gargano on TV multiple times over the past couple of weeks. The finish was very dominant, so I think that doesn't make up for it. And I just think, you know, I always kind of hold out hope that these dominant champions they have, same thing uh, headed into Money in the Bank, where, I, you know, as much as I love Kofi, the story really should be Lashley absolutely destroys Kofi Kingston, but they just don't do that. And there should be times where they have these big heels destroy the guys, and that's where this was trending, where, you know, he gets destroyed because Johnny Gargano, with all due respect, is being used as a backdrop to get to Samoa Joe versus is Karrion Cross, And if Karrion Cross squashes Johnny Gargano and then chokes out Samoa Joe, it's like, here we go. Uh, but they did get there, and I just really did like that visual during Karrion Cross's entrance where he's doing his whole thing, and you just see Joe just standing there like, I'm not scared of this stuff. Who yeah. cares? Like, that was really great. That yeah. was really great. I agree. I I feel the same way. I always go back to when he came out and just choked out Trump in like, what, four minutes? Yeah. That was yeah. the very first time that I was like, God, I love this guy. And then after that, they started giving him all these competitive matches where you're like, okay, well, he's just like any other guy. I also think he has a personality disorder. I don't know what he's supposed to be. Is he a you warrior, an disorder? MMA fighter? Is he a badass? Is he a dark witch husband? I don't huh? know what he is. <laughs> and it drives me crazy. <laughs> but I mean, the finish was very dominant. I, I I will say that I just wish they would have not given it as much time because they they gave Johnny Gargano way too much offense. Like at some point, I didn't think Gargano was winning, but there was a couple of times where you're like, really? Like they're gonna let him do all this? <laughs> yeah. With Cross, I feel like every time since he's been back from injury, when he starts talking, I just want to be like, shut up, just stop talking. You were yeah. so much cooler when Scarlett was out there speaking for you. And it was mysterious. And kind of like you said, he said, it's like, we didn't know. There was sort of like an Aleister Black-like mystique. Maybe there's something dark going on. He had the, the, the you know, big uh, old school bruiser sort of look, like the, yeah. the killer in the ring. And they just keep giving him all these promos. And now with Samoa Joe, I feel like this is a chance to reboot him and give him like a really, like, this makes sense. This should be a knockdown drag out match. Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross. Gargano did not need, like, why? Like, and Samoa Joe should have been interfering more 
to have it to explain why Gargano was able to have so much of a match tonight. There's yeah, just no comparison. It's a good point, Glenn. Yeah, I like that a lot. That would have made more sense story-wise. Yeah. Uh, Steve Marcaccioli, 499, saying, do we ever see Cole versus Triple H? Bigger match, an undefeated streak story for Cross, Brock, or Roman? Cole versus Triple H does sound like the type of match that Triple H would have because when Triple H wrestles at WrestleMania, it's usually against his, you know, his pupils. But Seth Rollins, you know, uh, guys like that, he wrestled Dean Ambrose one time. So it's usually against those kind of NXT guys who came up. Uh, I could see it, but I, I don't know if we're ever going to see Adam Cole in the main roster, to be honest. Yeah. He doesn't need to win the main roster. Oh, yeah, sure. You could, uh, with, yeah. If Triple H, is, he could put his ego aside and have a match in NXT. I mean, that'd be... Uh, that'd he be had a cool. random match in the Performance Center <laughs> against Randy Orton. I will not forget it. He can do this for Adam Cole, right? I, it doesn't have to be Adam Cole. I would just like to see him fight someone yeah. from NXT at NXT. I think it would be such a compelling storyline. Um, I know they did it. It was different when he did it with Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins kind of took over, take over, you know, to call yeah. him out. That was so well much done. fun. I would love to see it, but also, I don't know. I think people forget that Triple H has mentioned multiple times the struggle yeah. that it is to get in ring shape because he's not doing that anymore. So I think it's going to take a lot to convince him to come back. When he wasn't on this WrestleMania, I was like, oh my God, like I really think Triple H is done. I always wait for that one match a year from him, and now he's not doing it. He's still not doing his crazy hardcore workout routine? I'm sure he is, but I mean, ring shape is a whole different thing. I think uh, between yeah. the cardio and even getting That's just true. like jacked, getting his body, you know, aesthetically pleasing. I guess he has to, but I'm sure, uh, you know, he's busy, so I'm sure he's not as committed to doing the physical mm -hmm. as he is on that side of the end. But I'm sure he stays in shape. But when he did wrestle in Randy Orton, to your point, to that point, he he did do it in clothes, like he wasn't in gear. Yeah, was in jeans and a t-shirt, and he disappeared because he was part of the Fiend's weird yeah. magic trickery. But I'll never forget. I'm like. Wait, what? Triple H is wrestling tonight? I mean, at least yeah. he spilled the water, so. <laughs> That's all that no, matters. I want him in the suit. I want him in the suit, and then, you know, I'm pointing at the guy and then attacking him. That's how we start the show. <laughs> Miller Justin Lopez, 499, says this can go two ways. We get Cross versus Joni becomes the first three-time champ, or Cross gets stripped for attacking an official, which would be lame. They're not going to strip him. Maybe a suspension or a fine, but I doubt yeah. that they'll strip him, because then that makes Samoa Joe look like cowardly because Samoa Joe's gonna say like no don't strip him let me fight him right that's the Samoa Joe I know uh, but I could see him beating Samoa Joe and then dropping the title shortly thereafter to debut on the main roster but on the main roster man just no promos let Scarlett do all the talking I'm telling you we don't have he doesn't have to lose to go to the main roster like there's no no undefeated people not losing because WWE sees the value in this undefeated streak. Like WWE doesn't do many undefeated streaks, but NXT has been made many a star with having them go on win streaks and they can keep that momentum going with Karrion Cross. Asuka you know, got called up without losing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I just think they've just done so much damage to Karrion Cross where it seems like he'd be so, so easy to book that if they did beat him, it's over. Like him going to the main roster means nothing. He's a wounded dog going to the main roster if they beat him on his way there. But yeah, I want I want that newness back. I want that freshness. I want to unlearn everything. It's like I remember like 20 some odd years ago, I was dating this girl. Uh, and we started off, you know, we met at a party. We didn't know each other what was good. And we really kind of got to know each other. And then she met someone else at the party and started dating that guy. And I was like, but I thought we kind of got to know each other. And she oh. was like, hey, bro, mystery over history. And I was like, touche, wow. touche. Mr. Steal Your Girl. Yeah. Wow. Mystery over history. That tells you everything you knew about Karrion Cross right there. Well, Joe's on her. Now you're on Wrestling Inc. on the airwaves on the number one podcast in the country. And uh, who knows what she's doing? 
It's fine. It was not meant to be. <laughs> I think about yeah, that a lot. I think about that. My wife and I just celebrated 17 years together. And I think, thank God for every terrible relationship I had that like destructed before yeah. that. It all, man, led that her. all led to her. It's all good. All good. But no, but that's the thing with Cross. We know too much about him. Yeah. We know too much about him now. We've he's done all these promos. We've seen him like and also like get rid of the flappy things on his gear. Just go. I hate go. it. I hate I it. Like those. No, Wait, I, really? I, I'm going to defend those. I, I do like how that looks. Why? I like the gladiator look. It's pageantry. I think it's more pageantry. It's pageantry. I think it's more, more normal. With those black trunks, I mean, we've seen that with Goldberg and Austin. It's just such a generic look. Those mm. things make him stand out. I mean, again, the more pageantry with this guy, the better. Uh, because they're clearly not doing enough with him in the ring. Agreed. They, no, well, obviously, he's a fake gladiator. I mean, this is pro wrestling. Everything is fake. He's no, fake, no, no. You know what's not fake? Drew McIntyre's sword is not fake. He even has a replica of it, okay? <laughs> I think that replica was fake. I think everything about that was fake. You think the motorcycle was fake? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how was Raw last night? It was, it was raw. I mean, it wasn't it was great, but you know, listen, it was a, I was slightly above average. I will say that uh, if we're grading on raw, it was not unwatchable. And I liked how it ended with Bobby Lashley. I wish he would have done more to destroy you know, that. The way he men handled that full size couch leather, nonetheless, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I never seen anything like that before. <laughs> that was the best promo of his career. I thought, wow. I know. And no, with the BS. Oh, so good. Yeah. Edward Cousins saying uh, Cross is, uh, makes him look like the third member of the Viking Raiders. Oh, Edward. A lot. I didn't you hear what AJ Styles said about them last night? That they were like germ-infested buffoons or something? <laughs> I don't agree with that. I like the Viking Raiders gear. I like uh, Karen Cross's gear. I'm a big fan so of you Bob. like fake gladiators, basically. Sure, why not? I mean, I didn't like the gladiator movie, but uh, the fake gladiator okay. quote -unquote look, if we're going to call it that, I, I approve of it. Keep it going, Karrion Cross. All right. It's okay. On I, that like, note. I like Damien Priest and his archer thing, and we all know he's not a real archer. So. <laughs> Maybe he is. Maybe on the weekends. He goes out. Maybe that's why he's not broke, like Baron Corbin. He needs yeah. a he needs a psychic. Got a shoots a bow and arrow. Hey, people have hobbies, you know. Some <laughs> some people bowl and own their own ball. Maybe he owns his own bow and arrows, and he has a range and targets. You know, <laughs> that's how he relaxes. I can see it. <laughs> I need to know now. I've known people that went skeet shooting before that that was like their thing, you know, but never archery. Archery does not seem like. Now that I think about it, though, you said to your point. Archery, aside from like uh, Gina Davis, who like almost made the Olympic team, you don't hear about a lot of people like archery is my hobby. Like I just enjoy, you know, that's kind of cool though. Like that is kind of, hmm. Yeah. I mean, Katniss Everdeen won the Hunger Games thanks it's to true. her archery um, yeah. skills, you know? Saved her life. Yeah. Hawkeye. It's a great workout. Like the, to, to have to go back. I hear it's very hard to learn, but it's a good workout. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe I'd be good at it. I have excellent hand-eye coordination. Oh, very go. good at like a batting cage or driving range or bowling. Maybe archery would be my jam. The, you should, as a target, use a picture of that girl who shut you down at that party and <laughs> just shoot the arrows at her face. Mystery over history. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. She didn't. She ended up like married and with kids, and I'm sure she's having a very happy life. Not that guy. Not the guy she broke up with me for but uh she her life's turned out fine and i wish her well. are you guys friends on facebook or something how do you know this information yeah yeah, yeah i'm peaceful friends with like way too many people 
to the point where there's a lot of uncomfortable conversations sometimes where I mentioned someone and my wife's like, oh, how do you know them? And I'm like, let's not get into the details of how one knows somebody. Hey, I'm a cancer, so I'm not friends with any of my exes. I'm petty. Let's not bring up the cancer thing again. Please don't bring up the cancer (laughs) thing again, Glenn. You know, we're not going to go that fast. (laughs) (laughs) I've described people I've I've known professionally before. What are they? Well, they're a cancer. Astrologically, no. (laughs) <laughs> uh no okay we're going off the rails here folks uh this was a good this was a good nxt tonight this was enjoyable this was fun there's stuff happening Issa, does this seem better when we're talking about it you're still like no this was all random bullshit it was very random i have a lot of questions i need to answer and most of them are why <laughs> so hopefully i get the because well, hopefully we find week. out yeah. Hopefully we find out. Um, so we're gonna be back here. Okay, so tomorrow y'all are doing AEW. AEW. Yes, AEW. Me and Justin uh, should be another fun show. I hear uh, some surprises might be planned, uh, but they're gonna have a loaded show. Um, bigger than Andrade. How does that make Andrade feel? I, I don't That's know if it's so- gonna be bigger than. I don't even know if there's gonna be surprise on this particular show. I just know they have some stuff that they're yeah, gonna be releasing over the, the next the few weeks. The choice of words there is horrible. Like yeah, that, yeah now you're making Andrade sound like. A nobody. Oh, you mean a Alistair Black? Yeah, no, no, no. They said that they have Tony Khan said that he has something bigger than Andrade coming. Oh, Braun Strowman, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what I heard. That'd be yeah. Braun yeah, Strowman. Yeah, but that, that makes that makes Andrade sound like nobody. That's mean. Yeah, I mean, but they do you know moving forward, you gotta kind of promote your show. So I guess every new thing you have is the biggest thing that they have. Well, but if it's Braun Strowman, it's legit bigger. Yeah, well, yeah, he is uh, physically bigger. Can he legally come back? Has it even been the three months that he has to oh, wait? Oh, that's up? true. It's, it's good. We got like another two months. For all out. Yeah, no, 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 not Braun. No, Braun. I'm sorry. Not Braun. Braun. The, the all out will be the second round of people. I don't know. They let go of oh. people every week, and I don't even know who <laughs> can show up when anymore. I really have lost track. And look at Alistair. Alistair is supposed to still have two months to go, and he's already over there. So who knows? Yeah. That was a slip of that. They were supposed to have a 90 day clause yeah. in the contract, but they accidentally, that's like we were talking about Kelsey Heather showing up on those two shows. I hope something like that happens where they miss and somebody, they forgot to put the 90 day clause so they could just show right up. I would love to see yeah. something like that. <laughs> it's people talking. Um, so, uh, and then Friday, SmackDown live crowds. We're going to be back. here. Oh, it's going to be so fun, you guys. I'm so looking forward to that. We're going to have a very fun show then. And I think SmackDown is going to be a hot show. Bring a drink. Yeah. You know, Bring we got stuff to make uh, lava flows. So we're going to do some lava flows Ooh. and pina coladas Friday night. Maybe we'll get that going. Oh, oh okay. I have stuff to make pina colada. So, Alfred, get you some pina colada stuff, and we're all going to drink a pina colada while we celebrate the crowds returning. I'll learn the recipe. Perfect. Just get some coconut cream, some pineapple, yeah. some Malibu rum. <laughs> Good to go. And then Sunday uh, – are you here Sunday night, Alfred? Yeah, Monday I'll be here Sunday night covering Money in the Bank, too. Okay. Issa, are you Sunday? Or? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Well, maybe Raj will show up. Haven't seen that yeah. guy in a while. He's in <laughs> Hawaii. You know, he's got his feet up. He's stunting on everybody on Twitter. Raj is doing Raj, man. <laughs> That's the thing when he's like, oh, I don't even know why I'm watching wrestling. Well, you're humble bragging that you're in Hawaii. <laughs> right. That's your plan. Yeah. I see what you're doing. Okay, everybody. Uh, have a good night. Thank you for tuning in. She's at NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. He's at This Is Nasty. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Give us a follow. Hit subscribe on uh, the YouTube. Leave a comment, a rating, a review. And we'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Have a good night.
Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save 